everybody and welcome to another episode of This Marking Thing. Super pumped for today's episode. We're still in quarantine, but we're still punching out podcasts. I'll see you guys on the other side. Have you ever stopped to wonder? How on earth do people like us that were raised to go get a job after school just to realise that being at the mercy of some big company isn't for us? For us, for us. How do we market and build our own businesses so we get to choose our own destinies? That's the question, and this podcast is the answer. Join me as I discover, learn, and share the latest marketing secrets and strategies to help grow your online business. My name's Kyle Macker, and welcome to this marketing thing. Thing, thing, thing. So this is another episode from the Hong Kong Quarantine Camp. I'm pretty over it now, to be honest. I want to go home. I just want to sit on a couch, just go spread out watch a bit of telly, and just relax. But on the positive, I have been getting a lot of work done, just staying focused and smashing out some of the stuff, podcasts, some landing pages, so that's been fantastic. I have been sleeping better as well, so that's been a big positive until last night, actually. 3.45 a.m., the fire alarm went off. Could not believe it. And I jumped out of bed thinking there was a fire. And I remember saying to my wife that this would be terrible if there was a fire alarm or a fire in this place because it would just spread through like wildfire. So I was up, started packing my computers in my backpack. But it was really funny. You saw a really good example of pluralistic ignorance that I spoke about in last week's episode in that. I didn't want to leave because I was scared that I'd get my sentence increased if it was just a false alarm. And I remember sticking my head out and everyone else must have been thinking the same thing because we couldn't see any flames, we couldn't smell anything, but everyone was looking to everyone else for the correct course of action. So that was a pretty interesting live example for me of a pluralistic ignorance. So today I want to talk about a strategy that can really help you and it's really foundational and you can use this whether you've got an online or offline business and it will almost make your competition irrelevant in that they can't provide your customers what you can because it's only available through you. So I remember when we were selling on Amazon, and this was the days before I'd jump up and do my morning routine, I'd sleep with my phone beside my bed, and I can remember what I'd do is I'd jump up out of bed super excited and check how many sales we've made, and because we were selling in an overseas market, all the sales would come in through the night, and it was super exciting to see, oh yeah, made some sales, fantastic, and it was really interesting the further we got into it. Sunday and Monday were our best days. We'd make the most sales on those days. But the problem was, is there was a big elephant in the room in that I was spending way more on ads than I was making. And I remember being so naive. I saw a quote from a legendary marketer and his name's Dan Kennedy. And the quote is, the company that can spend the most to acquire a customer wins. And I remember thinking that and I was like, well, I'm just spending money to acquire a customer. But the truth of the matter was, is that I wasn't acquiring anything because they were Amazon's customers. I didn't even have their email address or any contact details whatsoever. So I couldn't sell them something in the future. And since researching Dan Kennedy, he never intended it to be used like that, just 
ploughing money into advertising and not getting much back. He intended it so that as the master of direct response that he was, that you put a dollar in to your advertising and using sales funnels, he would at least get a dollar back out. So therefore, if you're putting a dollar in, you're getting a dollar out, you don't have an ad budget. So you can tip some serious money into advertising, get all these customers that you can sell to in the future because your cost to acquire them was basically zero. So why do I fail on Amazon? Well, I believe I have the answer and it's a pretty critical one. And you see a lot of other sellers, whether that be Amazon, online or offline, making the same big mistake. Now, if you go onto Amazon, you can do this. Just type in any SKU you like. And I actually typed in yoga mats and you can do the same thing. And as you'd expect, you see a bunch of yoga mats and as then you'd expect again, is that the lowest price competitor had the best seller badge. And it's like that old saying, if you're not the cheapest competitor in town selling a product, there's no prize for being the second lowest price competitor. And that's a lot of the time what happens on Amazon because most of us are selling commodity products. So like a yoga mat, is sell, it's, it's just a commodity product. The cheapest one is going to win because people can just type in on Google, What's the lowest priced yoga mat I can find? Now, sure, you're going to find other people that want to spend a little bit more getting a brand one, but most people just want a yoga mat and they're just going to type it in and they're going to price search the lowest price competitor. So if you're a small yoga studio and want to sell your brand of yoga mat to people, how would you compete with the big guys that make these mats for basically nothing? Well, if you're just going to go out and sell the mat, I can't help you because I don't believe you can compete with Walmart and Amazon who can make these things for basically nothing. And why would you want to? Industries that do this, that compete on price, it's just a complete race to the bottom and you have to work harder for smaller margins. Now, this is the big gripe with a lot of economies that I see, especially Australia where I'm from, is that our bigger, biggest export is iron ore. And we can only just take the price that we're given for that iron ore. We're price takers, not price makers. Whereas an iPhone, whereas the Americans, they make an iPhone and that's about a ton of iron ore. So they're price makers. And this is what you want to be, a price maker. And the way we do it is create an offer. We never sell products by themselves, ever. Because when we do that, we're competing with other commodity products. And that's not what we want to be. So what's an offer? Well, an offer is basically bundling a bunch of products together. Now, if you have a look at infomercials, now I've always said this, you can learn heaps from infomercials. They're super good at selling products. It's what they're designed to do. And you look at the ShamWow or the knife sets, there's always an offer. It's not just the ShamWow or this special knife that never goes blunt. It's an offer. They put a bunch of products together and they make an offer. Now, an offer can include a really strong guarantee. Have you ever seen those offers where they offer you a 110% money back guarantee? So they'll, if you don't like the product, they'll give you your money back plus a little bit extra or free shipping both ways on your order. 
You see this a lot with women's clothing companies. It'll be free shipping out and then free shipping back if you don't like the items because they know the big objection for women buying clothes on the internet is it going to look good on me. But that overcomes that objection in the offer. Very, very clever. And the biggest benefit of putting an offer together is that you can be the most expensive. Now, some offers do include slashing of prices, but how I'm going to show you how to do this is that you don't have to be. You can seem to be giving tons of perceived value, and that's the key, perceived value. So let's go back to our little yoga studio and put together an offer for the yoga studio for that the mat that they want to sell. Now, the first thing that you must do before you put an offer together is, and this gets missed a lot, is that you have to go and research your dream customer because it's like the clothing companies that overcome one a big objection with their offer with free shipping both ways. They were only able to know that after doing the research. So this is a big thing. You've really got to know what are the desires or pain points in that market first? And by knowing that, you can help construct an offer together. Now, for the yoga studio, it could be people really like doing yoga or it might not be. I don't really know the yoga community at all or the customers at all. I've never written or done anything in that niche. But it could be just that they want to be healthier or it could be that they want a sense of community. But you have to be a bit of an emotional detective and go and find the answers to that. So once you've completed that, once you've completed the research, you can put an offer together. Now, one thing to remember when you're putting your offers together, they can't be boring or make offers that aren't really offers. So you see a lot of this, people say, we're a family-run business or a family-owned business. We're loved by the community. Now, that might be something that local businesses sell on, but that's not an offer. Now, you've got to remember, everything online is a barter-based system. So I'll give you this in exchange for your email address, or I'll give you this thing in exchange for your money. So an offer for a small business might be come in and we'll give you this thing. It's an exchange. Or online, it could be a crypto trading coach who has a report on how you can spend $500 and get one Bitcoin. Now, a Bitcoin's training at about 50 grand US at the moment. So that's really juicy. That person might think, oh man, I've, I've got to give him an email address to get that report. It's juicy. It's not boring. So how do you create juicy offers? Well, the best way to do it is just brainstorm. Now, go completely wild here with your offer. No one's going to see this bit of paper. Just... What could you give your dream customer if you could give them everything and promise them the world and forget about the FTC or any governing bodies and just go completely wild with it? What I like to do is have a couple of beers because it gets you out of that mindset of thinking, oh, I can't fulfill on that. What you want to do is forget about all that and just go completely wild. As I said, no one's going to see this bit of paper. You want to make some really big promises and then you can bring it back later to the things that you can fulfill on. Now, another thing, if you don't drink, 
Why don't get your kids involved? They're great at this because they just go wild. We could give them this and this and this. Whereas you're thinking, oh, geez, I can't fulfill on that. It's going to cost me too much money. Just go wild and bring it back later to keep the FTC off your back and things that you can fulfill on. So if we go back to the yoga studio and put together an offer for them, we might do, okay, so we've got the mat, then we might do a set of yoga blocks as well as an ebook with the best yoga workouts of 2021. What about a yoga video with how to do the advanced moves, as well as a three-part interview with some crazy high-up yoga instructor where they reveal some secret move or something? I don't know. I'm just completely making this up. But see what you did there. You created an offer. And with doing that, you've sort of eliminated the competition in that it's only available through you. People can't now go and try and price match your offer on Amazon because they're not going to be able to get all this extra stuff. They're not going to be able to see the interview with this crazy high up yoga instructor. So they can't price match you. So the other big beneficial thing that we spoke about earlier is that now you can charge more. So for the yoga mat, it was probably $27 or something like that, if I can remember correctly. Now you can charge 60 because you're throwing in all this extra stuff that's only available through you. Now, recently, I helped a small business here in Hong Kong create an offer. Now, what they sell is they sell World War II maps of famous battles that took place in World War II. And what you do is you scratch a little bit off of the battle when you visited it, and it reveals like some story or a fact about that part of the battle. Now, what we went in, we had a look, and they're selling on Etsy, and you can see they're competing with other maps, other commodity-based products. Now, what I said is, first things first, we need to know who this dream customer is, really get to know them, and then create an offer. And so what they've gone away and done, and they're doing in the process of doing, is creating an offer. So they're going to do a three interviews with three really knowledgeable tour guides of the Normandy area. They're going to write an ebook of famous heroes and small little battles that took place that day. Now, this all appeals to a certain type of person, and it really appeals to those sort of people. Now, the other thing that's really interesting about a lot of this stuff is that it can be digital. So they can be MP3s or eBooks that can be sent in emails through autoresponders. So initially, it's going to cost you a little bit of time to make these sort of things, but it makes you stand out from the crowd because you're giving this extra stuff with your products, creating an offer. Now, the other thing to do, if you can, is list the prices of all parts of your offer. So the ebook, $47, the three-part interview series might be $197 or whatever it is. But the idea is to give people a really high perceived value. So psychologically, they think they're getting an absolute bargain. So a rule of thumb might be if you're selling a $60 or $70 yoga mat, 10 times it. So your offer might be worth $600 or $700. Now, it's totally up to you to make the price of your digital products. That's totally on you. So 
just go for it. But the idea is to have a really high perceived value so they think they're getting a bargain. It makes your offers juicy. So anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed this chat on offers. I loved recording it. I love talking about offers. Now, I've got an offer for you. I've created a small mini course on how to write killer headlines that get people to stop in their scroll, look at your offers that are going to help you convert and make more sales. So it's only available for free for a short time. Head over to headlinecourse.com. That's headlinecourse.com and go and get your free mini course. Anyway, guys, I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Until next time, see you later.